1: Welcome back to the Locked On Cowboys podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Thank you for tuning in. I am your host, Marcus Mosier. You can follow me on Twitter at Marcus underscore Mosier. And joining me today is Landon McCool. You can follow him on Twitter at McCoolBCB. You can also check him out on the Best Coast Boys podcast. Landon, how are you doing today, sir? Are you ready to talk about some fantasy football?
0: I I, I am. I'm ready. I'm excited to talk about fantasy football. It's Friday. Yes. It's, it's it's the weekend's coming, and it's time for us to talk about fantasy football.
1: Awesome. Uh, as you guys know out there, Landon is one of the biggest fantasy football fans in all. Uh, uh, on Twitter, sure. Uh, actually, that's a that's a joke. Um, today <laughs> we're gonna be doing something a little different, though. We are gonna be talking about fantasy football, but draft related uh, content, and not fantasy, fantasy draft. Not it's a fantasy
0: in the actual literal term, not Correct. in the co opted fake paper football game that. You guys <laughs>
1: Absolutely. Uh, so what we're gonna <laughs> do is we're gonna talk about some of the top prospects in the drafts. You know, the guys that are routinely thought of as you know maybe top six, seven picks and how they could fit in with the Cowboys, and at what point would it be realistic for the Cowboys to maybe go up there and get them. So um, let's go ahead and start uh, with this. We're going to go ahead and assume uh, Joe Burrow, Chase Young, those guys aren't going to fall out of the top two or three picks. It just doesn't seem like there's any scenario which the Cowboys could acquire those guys. But after that, I think you can make a case that every player could see a little bit of a fall. Um, let's start with Clemson linebacker slash safety Isaiah Simmons. Mm. Um, I remember early on in the draft process, like late December, early January, people were thinking that's a guy that was going to go in the late teens. Uh, maybe he works his way in, inside the top ten. Now it looks like he's a pretty much a consensus pick in top, inside the top seven or eight. Um, but Landon, if he started to fall a little bit, uh, how would he make sense in Dallas? Where would you play him? And at what point would you consider going up and getting this talented player? Oof,
0: man. I mean, uh, he's he's an exciting player. I mean, he's got a skill set that is, uh, you know, we, we talk a lot about the uh, the difference between versatility and uh, a positionless player, right? Yeah, th- th- absolutely. Yeah. This guy is truly a versatile player. Um, he's They lined him up all over, and really, I, I think you could probably play him anywhere from strong safety to defensive end, uh, and I think he Without would doubt, yeah. he, he would thrive. Uh, you know, we talked s- several times. We talked about how guys like uh, McKinney, you know, Xavier McKinney, could be a, a a back seven piece that you could move around and and uh, uh, and, and you know, and he would th- uh, he wouldn't be the worst player on your defense no matter where you put him. You know, like he he's just good enough that he could be. Uh, a starter level player at 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 any position. This guy, Isaiah Simmons, I think you know, at almost any position like I said from s- strong safety to defensive end, you put him in and he's still the best player on your field probably. And uh and and like you know, yeah, whether, sure. whether he's a pass rusher, whether he's a linebacker that's flowing to football, whether he's in coverage, I mean he just has incredible he's an incredible athlete. He's one of the very very best athletes in, in this uh Draft without a doubt, uh, he can do a little bit of everything extremely well, uh, and I think that for the Cowboys, I, I mean, he would be the perfect fit for kind of that pass rushing will linebacker role that 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 Nolan has, where he's kind of an on uh, you know down lineman in passing situations, uh, and then when you need. Uh, 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 a if you're in a three-four, he's your outside uh, outside linebacker on the weak side. If you're in a four-three, he could be your Sam side linebacker or defensive end. Uh, I mean, I just think if you're talking about having a versatile defense, oh boy, this guy really fits like what you're trying to do. Just because yeah, you yeah. could put him anywhere and he's dangerous.
1: I I've got a comp that I really like for him. I'm not sure if I've even shared it on the podcast. Let's but- see it. Uh, to me, he's Julian Peterson, who used to play for Seahawks and uh, 49ers for a little bit, where early in Peterson's career, uh, he played some left outside linebacker, even some strong safety he started a few games at. Uh, that's that's to me who Simmons is, 6'3", 245 pounds. I don't care where you play him. Just put him anywhere in your secondary or in your linebacker core, and he's going to make plays. Uh, just a a fantastic athlete. You could have him. I listen. If if, if a team wanted to turn him into a full-time edge rusher, I would get it. I mean, he has so much athletic ability and Ben that he could do it. He's truly one of the best players in this class. And man, if he gets out of the top eight, nine, ten picks, that's when I'm starting to aggressively look to trading up for him because I think he is a. Uh, he is one of these game changing guys that he can change your entire defense uh, by just putting him on the field.
0: Yeah, totally. I mean, he's just, I mean, there's a reason that he is a player that doesn't have a, a, a hard to find position, and probably his best position is somewhere in the linebacking core, and he still is going to be a top 10, top 15 pick. You know Easy. I mean? He yeah. is that kind of player who. Uh, is a creator, is a playmaker, and is just a an absolute handful uh, for offenses to try to have to deal with.
1: Watch him in the two playoff games this year, and it's, it tells you everything you need to know about Isaiah Simmons. Just all over the field. He had one play where he, he was lined up as a free safety and was able to uh, anticipate the throw and make an interception on the sideline, getting his feet in bounds. I mean, he's just an incredible football player. Um, let's go ahead and move on to some other guys. Uh, that we would be interested in, and I'm going to talk about Derek Brown, the defensive tackle from Auburn. Uh, we actually talked about him a couple of days ago as a potential guy the Cowboys could maybe move up and get. Uh, but let's talk about his fit in Dallas. So the Cowboys go ahead and draft a guy like Derek Brown from Auburn, which is uh, your school, Landon. Mm. Um, how would we? How would he fit in with the Cowboys?
0: Oh my gosh, he would be an absolute game wrecker. I mean, is he a better fit than Simmons? Like, if you had to choose between the two. I mean I just because I think you can put him anywhere. Yeah, I I I think look, I, there's been a lot of talk about is Simmons uh, as good as Brown and you know what what is there really any difference between Simmons and Brown? I think there's I think there's a different a big difference between Simmons and Brown. I I think Brown I think Brown Simmons to me is going to thrive in a um in a in a you know He's a three in a three tech situation where he's one gapping. I think he can do some two gapping as well. Uh, You know, I think that in that sense, he definitely uh, you know seems to fit what the Cowboys have done in the past. I think that Brown is the kind of guy that you could put anywhere between the five techniques, and he is absolutely going to wreck your blocking scheme, whether it's run blocking or pass blocking. I mean, he he is just so. Physically talented and moves so well for a guy his size, and he's so strong. Uh, he's just he's just a load to handle. It's just a rare kind of physical athlete who is so big, but so um, you know. I mean, I I think that they move similarly, and 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 and, and I think Brown's got like twenty pounds on the guy, so. Uh, Yeah, I tend to think that Brown is kind of that next-level true playmaker. I mean, if the Cowboys were able to get him, you could line him up as as a nose tackle in a 3-4, as a 5-tech in a 3-4, as a 3-tech in a 4-3, as a 1-tech in a 4-3. You could probably line him up as a defensive end in a 4-3 if you had to. I mean, I just think that he can do so much along the line, and no matter where you put him, he's a wrecker. He's just an absolute game wrecker, whether it's single, double blocks, Run game, pass game, uh, he is going to uh, find a way to get through a crack and, and toss you aside. Uh, I, I mean, I, I you see plays with him where he's fighting guys off with one hand and then throwing another guy with his other hand. I mean, he's just... Watching him at Auburn was an absolute joy, and just you know, just watching him versus Alabama. Look what he was doing against oh, yeah. LSU offensive linemen, who are you know in, in this draft and some of the best interior offensive linemen in in, in this class. And he's just tossing Cushenberry and and Lewis. And it's, you know, I, I think that he's the kind of guy that he is so good you can just put him anywhere. I mean, he's sort of like Isaiah Simmons, where it, in that sense that. This dude is just a game changer. It doesn't really matter where you put him. I think Simmons, you know, you kind of have to put him in a certain spot to get the most out of him. I think he can play everything. I think mm-hmm. Brown is a, an absolute – I mean, you could not stop this guy from being a game destroyer.
1: Excuse me. There you go. Bless you. Ugh. Uh Really quickly – um, do you think he's a better prospect than Quentin Williams, who came out last year from Alabama? Yes, I I, okay. I, I didn't love. I Williams. love Quentin Williams. Yeah, yeah, I, we I, both loved him.
0: I, I thought he was okay. Well, I thought he was okay, but I I certainly thought he was worth his draft pick. But I thought that there was more needing to be tapped upside with with Williams, whereas I feel like Brown's good to go. Like he's ready. Like I, yeah, I see. I just say I
1: I, I kind of feel like. Uh, Brown is like a better version of Marcel Darius, who came out of Alabama a while ago. But that kind of player, like 320 pounds, can play the one, can play the three. Uh, He's just going to be hard to move if you put him as a nose tackle, but he also gives you a little bit of juice inside. That is the one guy, even more so than Simmons, where you're talking about somebody who fits a need, who would instantly be you know, among maybe the Cowboys' second-best pass rusher, that's the guy I'm, I'm contemplating trading up for. And again, we talked about this on the last show, but let's do it again. At what point into the draft are you at least having conversations about going up and getting Derek Brown? Uh,
0: you know, I mean, I, I, I feel like it's anywhere where he's talking about the top 10 or later. I mean, I think, I mean, you have to at least think about it. I mean, what's the cost going to be? You know, I just think that it's, it's,
1: He's Are too, you okay with giving up your second-round pick to go get him?
0: Yeah, maybe. I mean, I, I okay. think I think he's that good. I, I, I mean, the thing that makes me nervous is that you know defensive tackles, first-round defensive tackles, high bust rate. You know, but I mean, he's got everything. He's he's got the physical uh, attributes you want. He's got great tape. He's got production. Uh, he, I mean, he played against the best players, uh, that he would face in college football, playing in the SEC. He played against some of the best interior offensive lines in football and dominated. Yeah, I mean, I tend to think that he's, I don't want to call him a sure thing, but I, I mean, for, for a position that's notoriously difficult to draft, I think that he is as close to a sure thing as you can get, uh, to a, to a kind of pro bowl defensive tackle uh I, I think you have to – and considering how glaring and needed it is, I, I think that if he got to, to like 10 or 11, you, you'd yeah. have to at least consider it. All
1: right, so I just want to play this out really quickly um, because I think it is important. So number seven is where I start looking at the Derrick Brown spots. That's where Carolina picks. Uh, Carolina could take them, but they've spent a lot of resources at defensive tackle over the last couple of years. And I think they have a need on the offensive line and quarterback. So let's go ahead and assume uh, Carolina takes somebody other than Derrick Brown. Number eight is Arizona. That's possible, but they again they need offensive line help and wide receivers. Number nine is Jacksonville. They don't need a defensive tackle. They've got Calais Campbell and they drafted Taven Bryan. Number 10 is Cleveland. They just spent a bunch of money at defensive tackle. I don't think they draft them. Number 11 is the Jets. They just took Quinn and Williams last year. They need offensive tackle and wide receiver help. Um, if you trade your first and second round pick, that actually gets you up to about pick eight or nine. But if you could wait till about pick 11 or 12, your first and third would do it. Uh, it is interesting because the, the Raiders have the 12th pick in the draft, and we've seen so far in Mike Mayock's uh, career as a general manager that he loves to trade down. If Derek Brown gets to number twelve, that's the point where I am okay Ooh giving my third round pick to go get to go get him. And, and I again, I, we just played that out. I, I think it's it's certainly not impossible for that to happen. I really don't think it's possible, especially if teams fall in love with Kinlaw. Like if Kinlaw tests ridiculously good at the combine. It won't shock me to see if t- teams fall in love with him over Derek Brown. I think it's a mistake, but it, it would again, it would not surprise me.
0: What you need is you need a lot of tackles to have good pre-draft processes, quarterbacks to have pre-draft processes. Yeah. You
1: need three or four quarterbacks to go in that top ten, which and, is certainly possible.
0: And, and it would really, really help if uh, if Kinlaw got a kind of a clear medical for, yeah. for the, at the you know for his knee at the at the combine. I think if you are able to do all that. Uh, there could be the the kind of you know uh, 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 situation where that that you know Brown falling is is becomes a real possibility.
1: I, I do want to mention one more thing: the Raiders do not have a second round pick in this draft. Uh, they they traded away some more of their late round picks, so they're a team that's hurting for picks uh, between you know second, third, fourth round. They're certainly open to, to trading back. I just keep that spot in mind, maybe as a potential target for Derek Brown. Uh, let's take a quick break. We'll come back and we'll get to some more players.
2: Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parsons for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.
1: Guys, let's talk about sex. Remember those days when you were always ready to go? Now you can increase your performance and get that extra confidence in bed. Listen up. BlueChew.com. That's blue like the color blue. Blue. Blue Chew brings you the first chewable with the same FDA-approved active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis, so you know they work. You can take them anytime, day or night, even on a full stomach since they're chewable. They work up to twice as fast as a pill, so you can be ready whenever the opportunity arises. Now, this isn't just for guys who can't perform. It's for any guys who want extra function to enhance their performance in the bedroom. Blue Chew is prescribed online and shipped straight to your door in a discreet package, so no in person doctor visit, no waiting in the pharmacy, and best of all, no more awkwardness. They're made in the USA, and Blue Chew prepares and ships them direct, so they're cheaper than even a pharmacy would have. Right now, we have a special offer offer for our listeners. Visit bluechew.com and get your first shipment free when you use our promo code NFL. Just pay $5 of shipping. Again, that's bluechu.com promo code NFL to try it for free. All right, Landon, uh, this one seems, you know, super fantasy, but cornerback uh, Jeffrey Okuda, it feels like he's probably going to go in the top three, probably to the Giants at number three. Uh, but again, if these quarterbacks rise up the draft boards, if offensive tackles start getting picked high and you start seeing him fall to pick six, seven, and eight, how would how would we fit in the Cowboys, and how are you maybe attempting a trade up there?
0: Yeah, so I, I think of the of the guys that we're talking about here today, this is the least likely, right? Because everybody could yeah. use an all-pro type <laughs> cover guy that's coming out. Sure. I think Akuda is seemingly, you know, a rare specimen, even not just out in this draft, but for several drafts. Um, I, yeah, I, if he fits, then he's you know you're probably your best quarterback, cornerback on the team. I think he comes in and, and he's your your cornerback one, and I think you know Byron Jones probably not coming back at that point. Uh, yeah, I mean, I don't. The scenario for which it would have to happen for that to, for them to you know fall, it obviously would have to include a trade up. I would think, uh, it, I, yeah, but I would say that.
1: Again, it, like, for me, as in, for me, it'd be just a team wanting to bail out of that spot. So, like, if you're, you know, if Okuda falls to four or five, and a team just wants to get out and get picks, there's nobody there that they feel is worth it. Maybe that's where you can get up to the, you know, fifth or sixth pick with a first and second round pick, like you did with Morris Claiborne, right? That, that's the only way that probably happens.
0: Yeah, I, I don't know that. I don't know that the Cowboys are kind of in the market to trade up back up again for a cornerback. You know what I'm no. saying? Like, I think. That's more uh, more likely to be.
1: That that one just doesn't feel very realistic.
0: Yeah, to me, that, exactly. I feel like it's it's difficult to, to kind of figure out how the Cowboys can even get up to a spot where they could get within reach of Akuda. All
1: right, so I don't want to spend a lot of time on this one, but and again, I know you haven't studied the quarterbacks yet. But is there any quarterback that would fall to the teens or even to the Cowboys pick at seventeen? that you would consider drafting and then maybe letting Prescott hit free agency and decided to franchise tag him? Is there any one of these guys that at least have you slightly intrigued? No. Okay. And I agree. If if Tua falls there, it's probably because we heard some bad news about his hip, right? I don't think there's any chance Tua gets out of the top six or seven picks without a bad medical.
0: I don't – there's no quarterback in this draft that I'm taking out of – over Dak Prescott. I think even Joe Burrow at this point, like, I, I, I he would definitely make me th- rethink everything. Sure,
1: sure. But, uh, I
0: yeah, mean. Yeah, and it's
1: it's not even necessarily that you're, you're thinking that Burrow is a bad prospect. It's just you have such a sure thing in Prescott. Yes, exactly. there's no reason to, to take on any additional risk. I, I completely understand what you're saying. Yeah.
0: I mean, um, so I think that that's – I mean, outside of that, uh, there's no one in this class that's even close to making, making right. me think about giving up Dak.
1: I, I would agree. Um, let's do a couple of these receivers. I think it's considered now pretty much a consensus that C.D. Lamb is the top receiver in this class. Um, but we've seen receivers fall before. If a guy like Henry Ruggs jumps up the draft board because he runs in the low 4-2s, or a Jerry Judy gets picked high because of scheme fit, um, how would C.D. Lamb fit in the Cowboys' offense, Landon?
0: Uh, I mean, just extremely well. I mean,
1: he's he's just such a freaky good player. I he mean. Is. Uh, you know, see, I say of, of the top three or four receivers, is do you think he's the best fit with the Cowboys? Does he make their offense the best right away?
0: I think he's the only guy of that list that actually doesn't like fit is irrelevant. Like you know, yeah, he's, yeah I he's, would agree. He's so talented that like you make the offense fit him, right? I, I think that you know someone like Ruggs gets a bump because of his speed. Uh, and then someone like Judy maybe gets a bump because I think as far as fit, like you know, as far as like you, prototype for the type of receiver you want in an, in an offense, I think Judy probably fits what they're looking for the most. But Lamb mm-hmm. supersedes all of that. I mean, it's it, yeah. it, it, when you're yeah. talking about guys like like Akuda and Lamb and Brown. It's like these guys are are top ten picks for a reason. It, you don't even consider fit. It's like you're fitting your offense or defense to those guys. You yeah, know, so I agree. I, I, I mean, even with a an Amari Cooper. I mean, you know, look, no one's poo pooing Amari Cooper after this either. Sure. But I, I have a feeling you could find a way to work those guys on the field together and and have some success.
1: I can't imagine playing Amari Cooper in the slot with C.D. Lamb and Michael Gallup on the outside. Uh, that, that is just insane is terrifying. to me. <laughs> Oh, my gosh. Uh, that would be so much fun. Um, I mean, I, again, we haven't studied any of these offensive linemen, uh, but let's say one of our top one or two offensive tackles falls to 19. Is there any consideration of doing, going ahead and drafting that now, uh, knowing the health of Tyron Smith is been shaky, uh, knowing that you, you could always move Lyle Collins inside if you needed to, is there any thought of doing that there?
0: Yeah, uh, I, I mean, I think it was—it's pretty clear that offensive tackle is probably better to wait another year. I, I, I just think that there, yeah, I, I, agree I, that. I I think you're getting so, so much benefit to the I, to, to what you know to, to getting all these offensive tackles up there. Uh, that you don't want to like suddenly turn that around and then like be competing for those guys up there. You want, you want, you want, uh, you, know, you want to see what you've got still in Tyrant Smith. And I, I don't think he's like, I mean, I think his his demise has been greatly exaggerated to, to in my opinion.
2: Yeah.
0: Uh, I think you've got a couple guys on the roster, including Connor Williams, who, you know, if things don't work out, that maybe you could start. Trying him at tackle since you also have a guy at guard who can step in and take his spot. I think you have options on the offensive line that that, that you could try out before you feel the need to have to go draft a first round tackle this year.
1: Well, here's what I would say. I'm certainly not trading up for one of these tackles. No. But if, if one of the top ones fall to you, whether it's you know Andrew Thomas or Jared Willis, and they're you know they carry a top five or six grade on your board, then trade back. I, well, you could do that, but I also don't hate the idea of drafting them and letting them develop. Now, I, w- I just pulled up Tyron Smith's contract. Uh, you could technically get out of it this year if you wanted to, but 2021 is the year where uh, you can cut them with basically no dead money uh, and save $10.5 million against the cap. You could always trade him at that price, too. Um, one of the bad things about being in the NFL is it, it's so hard to – when you need a tackle to go draft one because you're just never sure, sure who's going to make it there. If you have a, a guy that you believe is the next Tyron Smith and he falls to you at 19 and he's just by far the best player available, and the phone's not ringing, I wouldn't have a problem with it. I, I never have problems drafting op- with offensive line need or you know drafting an offensive linemen even if there's not a need there.
0: Yeah, I mean I don't have a I don't have an issue with it. I just think that you're getting a uh, such a benefit. From, uh, from not having to get a tackle in this class and then allowing the tackles to push other talent down. Yeah, yeah.
1: I, I, I It would have to be a rare, a a rare player following you or for me to consider. And that's the thing is that, and,
0: and at that point, like to me, I might be, if that were to happen, I might want to trade, you know, because I'm gonna get, if it's a rare offensive tackle, that, that I don't necessarily need, uh, and it falls to me. There is obviously the option to take him and then develop him to see, you know, what happens a couple of years down the road. Or there is the option to try to, you know, float that pick for a rare compensation because you've got not just a pick that someone wants, but a pick that, uh, can get you an offensive tackle that is, is, uh, uh you know, highly desired. So I, you know, I think that's the kind of thing that can be, uh, held over for, for a nice little trade bounty.
1: I agree. Um, that doesn't feel realistic. Because, again, I named all the teams that are drafting in front of the Cowboys. Uh, a lot of these teams need tackles. Uh, again, really quickly. Chargers, Panthers, Cardinals, Jacksonville, uh, Browns, Jets, Colts, Tampa Bay, Denver, Atlanta. All those teams need offensive tackles. So uh, the odds of your number one or number two tackle falling there is pretty, pretty low. Um Landon, before we go, is there any other players that, you know, would be a fantasy for you to, you know, have them fall to pick 17? Is there any one guy that you think, uh, you know, could maybe change the, the complexity of the draft board? I, I mean, feel like we got most of them.
0: Yeah, I, I feel like, I feel like they, you know, we've kind of run through them. I mean, you know, a quarterback that could fall maybe could could change things. Uh, I mean, again, I actually think that it's it's more of a, a rising situation that will change things. A, a Jordan Love yeah. being overdrafted, or an yeah, offensive tackle yeah. that is being viewed out of the top twenty going in the top fifteen. You know, I I don't know that I don't think it's going to be a case where a player fall like falls because of a, a bad process. I mean, of course that could happen, but I think that this at this point I see a lot of situations where I can easily see. A guy that we're not thinking about rising up through the ranks in a way that we're not anticipating.
1: Yeah. Yeah. The guy, a couple guys that I'm just keeping an eye on on draft day to see where they go. Derek Brown, Isaiah Simmons, Jerry Judy. I I, I feel pretty good that CeeDee Lamb is going to be drafted inside the top, you know, 10, 12 picks. I'm curious about Judy just because that fit to me is interesting because Judy was primarily a slot receiver in the NFL or in college. I think he could step right in and be a, a, a dynamic slot guy in the NFL. Just something to keep an eye on. Uh, this is a fun exercise, and We'll have to do it again as we get a little closer to the draft because we'll have some better feelings about you know, maybe where these guys end up, uh, what their value is. And again, we we know after the combine, a lot of these things change pretty drastically. If if uh, Jerry Judy runs a 4-3-3, He's probably going to be a lock to go to the top twelve, so he, he won't even be a, a guy that we have a conversation about. So yeah. we'll have to do this again. It was a lot of fun. Uh, make sure you guys are following Landon on Twitter at McCoolBCB. Make sure you're following the podcast at Locked On Cowboys. Rate and review, I'm, rate and review us. Yeah, rate review. Five star
0: reviews. Leave us, leave us some names that you guys want to hear fantasies, fantasy draft potential, yeah, the guys you that can go. follow to us. Let us know.
1: Yeah, next week we're going to be doing a wide receiver show uh, at some point. Uh, we're, we have some other cool stuff coming up with the, uh, the other teams in the division, uh, so make sure you guys are listening to those shows and downloading and subscribing to the podcast. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at Marcus underscore Mosier, and we will see you next time.